Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast, U.S. versus Australia work culture. Welcome to the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast by Business English with Christina. If you want to be confident speaking English, network with professionals around the world, and practice speaking to become fluent faster, join us. We have nine conversation sessions every week. Plus, podcast listeners get a 50% discount on the first month of membership with the discount code FFCC50. The link to join is in the show notes. Now, let's go. Hey, everybody. Christina here with the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast, and very excited to get into this episode because it's all about talking about cultural differences, which is a, just a topic that I love. And um, I'm here with Janine. And Janine, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. Good to awesome. be back here with you again. Again, um, yeah. Long time. And you're talking see. about Australia. Yay. I know. Well, yay. Very we'll excited. A little bit. Yeah, but, Australia. But U.S. versus the rest of the world, isn't it? Exactly, exactly, and that and that's why that's why I wanted to talk about this topic because I think a lot of people, you know, it, I don't know, yeah, I think it is the same in other in other languages. They talk about this this concept of Anglo-Saxon culture, um, and they tend to maybe group together. Americans, British, Australians, you know, basically any of the, let's say, major uh, players on the world scene who speak English um, and sort of loop, you know, lump them together as Anglo-Saxon culture. Um, but in reality, there's a, I mean, yeah, we do share a common language most of the time, um, different accents, some different vocabulary, but the the culture can be very different um, so I don't know, like, I know that you've had experience working with Americans. So what would you say yeah. is maybe a big difference that you've seen in American versus Australian work culture? Um, I, I think with, with the Americans, it, they, they are very forward thinking. Mm. Australian work culture. Oh yeah, it used to be, but my gosh, I, did I, did I come up against some really old misogynistic attitudes in Australia, which oh, great. I talk, talked about them in America? They went, yeah. wow, I don't understand. That doesn't happen here. Yeah. I think maybe not a little bit. But right. it was like Australia was stuck about 10 or 20 years behind the cultural and forward thinking of mm. America. Okay. Well, that's interesting because I would, I would imagine, you know, I would say if I – you know, we think of as Australians, it's you've got the history. So um, sort of this very, you know, adventurous, um, you know, brave going forward, not afraid to try new things, etc. But um, but maybe not maybe not in all situations or maybe not in some of the professional situations, maybe I don't know, in personal life, maybe so. In, but in research, yes. It, it, that's true, everything you said about Australians. Mm. And in research, Australia used to be really, you know, front of the game. So, you know, mm. I come from the industry and we were coming up with, you know, brilliant things. Um, but I, I just, just some of the attitudes um, mm. and, and it's the culture of that attitude. There's a real boys club thing mm. in Australia. And I know it happens in Britain as well. Mm. This boys club of, you know, the boys and it is men 
in the know right and they're, they're in their little clique right yeah and, and you've got to be in the boys club to get ahead right exactly right so it's kind of more maybe a more sort of closed society um in in that sense whereas yeah. um yeah and and, that, and that's interesting because it's it's almost like you know if you're sort of in these little boys club um kind of with the people that you know and that you recognize and they think like you and they look like you and all of that you know it's it's maybe there's this also a question of sort of like you know who is more averse to risk like i feel like in the us we're much less averse to risk like we know that it's you know as we we have the expression no pain no gain which means like if you want yeah. to gain something you're going to have to accept that you might have to suffer a little bit um so you're less averse to to risk you're not afraid of it because you know that in order to to gain something to win big well you're going to have to risk something um you know and we've got we've got tons of expressions a fortune favors the bold uh no yeah. pain no gain if you don't if you never try you'll never succeed um so this yeah. I, I don't know how is it, how is it in 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 Australia are they are they maybe more conservative in terms of risk taking or do they just go I for think it they are now yes hmm. um, they yeah they they are more averse to risk and they I mean, Australia's got an, a culture of give it a go, go mate. Yeah. Just give yeah. it a go. You know, try yeah. it. Uh, you know, try it and see. You might like it. Mm. And um, But there's, I think, when you said no pain, no gain, and you said you might have to suffer, I think it comes down to sacrifice. Mm. Sometimes you've got to be prepared to make sacrifices to get the gain. Yeah. And, and I think Australians... If any Australians are listening, they might say, oh, Janine, you're so wrong. But (laughs) (laughs) I think they are a little little more um, reluctant to make Mm. the sacrifices. Mm. But at the same time, the other thing in Australia which keeps people down Mm. is what we call the tall poppy syndrome. And you don't have it in America. And, And this is one of the things that I think promotes the small mm. businesses and successful players, whereas in Australia the tall poppy syndrome means that if you grow tall, if the poppy grows taller than mm. everybody else, you've got to cut it off. Oh right, so yeah. There's another saying: cut it down to size. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, and and so there is this avoidance of competi- competition, like mm. avoidance of being competitive. Mm. Um, because of this, you know, this tall poppy syndrome. Right, exactly. Whereas I feel like in the US, it's, I mean, we, I want to say we almost have this attitude of competition makes everybody better because it's this idea of you want to get ahead of the comp. You know, we talk about you've got to get ahead of the competition. You've got to do something before the competition beats you to it. Um, And it's almost like it's this, this constant race. And I think this explains maybe why American culture, it's very much like, you know, work all the time. You're always connected. You're always available. Your client can call you on Sunday at lunchtime. It's totally fine. Um, Because it's this idea of there's a lot of competition out there and there is like companies that want to go into the US market. They need to know that they're going to face huge amounts of competition, but we see it as like, 
yeah, there's competition out there, but that just means I have to be better and I have to improve myself. Um, otherwise I'm not going to win the game. So yeah, I think it's, maybe there's a, this idea of competition as, like you said, you want to cut people down to size so that everybody's kind of on the same level, or you're more in this idea of like competition creates the momentum for pushing everybody to get better. Um, and yeah, I, I and think America, I think America is just a very competition driven mm. society and culture. Right. And so therefore they face, face it head on. They just yeah. go, yep, I'm going to take on this, this mm. competition. And, and I'm I'm gonna win. I'm yeah. gonna win because I'm gonna Eric be the best. Always <laughs> win. Exactly. Because we're because we're the best at everything, of course. At him. Because well, Americans are gonna save the world. You know, you, you just have to watch all the movies. <laughs> right. uh, and you, we know that the aliens will always come down to America exactly. and America will save the whole world. Yeah, exactly. And and like I've I've got a I have a, a magnet on my fridge, which is a very, you know funny satirical magnet but it's it's you know it's like a it's an american flag in the background and it says be nice to us or we will bring democracy to your country um kind of this idea of like you know we're we're here to you know bring you our system because clearly it's the best um and of course i'm being sarcastic there um but but i think that is that is the attitude the, the attitude and even in work you know i think again if you're working with americans just to be aware that a lot of people and even i would say high level people in their country in their in their companies who have a lot of education um there is still this very us centric view of you know because it's such a big country um and so the market is big enough that you can focus on just the american market and have a very successful company and so you don't really need to look you know over the atlantic or the pacific because you've got everything you need in that one country. And so that's that's something to be aware of, I think. I, I can give you a really good example of that. Yeah. Um, I used to work for a company called Computer Associates. Yeah. At the time, they were the third largest software company in the world. Right. I was a general manager of a business unit in Australia, well, looking mm-hmm. after Australia and New Zealand. And I travelled to the head office in Islandia Mm. And hadn't had a meeting with the VP of marketing right. for the products that I was responsible for. Right. And I asked him, because he was just talking about, you know, talk, he kept talking about America, doing this in America, doing mm. that in the US. And I said, So are you responsible for marketing worldwide or marketing in the US? Mm. He said, Oh. <laughs> a really good question like he'd never thought about it before yeah. he'd never thought outside the U.S. it's kind of like isn't and isn't I, it the same thing worldwide in U.S. why oh, are you asking me this question you know no it's not <laughs> of course no of course it's not of course but, but it's not. yes yes we call it the world but we actually focus on the U.S. right yeah but that's a really good lesson or a really good insight for right. people to break into the American market or working for American-owned companies right. is to recognize that the people in America are very, mm. as we said before, US-centric. Their world revolves mm. in the US. Yeah. And it's culturally, you just need to, we need to be aware right. that that's what we'll be coming up against. You know, when they mm. 
mention, you know, if we mention Australia, they go, oh, Austria. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, doesn't that border Germany? Uh, no, right. No. And, and I think that, that that's a really good, like we're, 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 we're known. And, and I, we, I think even as Americans, we know we are self-conscious, self-aware that we are very terrible at global geography. But again, because it's just like, you know, like you said, it's very much a U.S. centric view of the world because a lot of times, you know, the business is going to be done in the U.S. Um, traveling abroad is not so easy because we've got you know, 10 days of vacation, basically, um, yeah. you know, a lot of Americans don't have passports because, you know, well, you don't have to, you don't need to go outside of the U S for a lot of people. Um, and so I think that it, yeah, very, very much something to be aware of. Whereas I think Australians are much more open and, and, you know, going out yes. into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Always traveling. I mean, yeah. Isn't it true that a lot of Americans, you say they haven't got a passport, they haven't even been outside their yeah. own state? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, especially if they live in, I don't know, Texas or else, you know, Alaska or something. It's like, that's a huge state. No, no, I mean, ordinary, ordinary states. Right. I've heard many times it's a high percentage. So, yeah, yes. Very Just possible. Just be aware of that when right. you're talking to yeah, no, very, very, very interesting. All right. No, well, thank you, Janine, um, for, for yeah, sharing some insights into Australian uh, work culture, because like I said, you know, American and Australian work culture. Yeah, we do speak the same language, more or less, um, but uh, very different culture. So it's something to be aware of and not group everyone together into Anglo-Saxon, uh, because there are some big differences there. All right. Thanks, Janine. And uh, have a good one. Thank you for listening this week. If you want to do more than just listen and you want to practice speaking vocabulary and get the confidence in English that you need for your career, become a member of the Faster Fluency Conversation Club today. And if you want to try the club, we'll give you a guest invitation to a free first session so that you can see for yourself how awesome this club is. To arrange your guest invitation, email us at contact at and just ask. We'll take care of you.